Hey guys, and thanks for joining us here today at ID Sports. We are covering MLS. We're talking news and notes of the week. We're going over all the big stories. Thank you for joining us here at ID Sports. It's a new year, Alex, 2021, and we're here talking about MLS soccer, the beginning of our third year talking together. I can't believe it's been three years and, you know, 2021 is off to one hell of a start. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to talk about it. It's great. Okay, so we're going to go over some of the news and notes, some of the big stories. Uh, let, let's jump into one of, the, one of the ones that I thought was the biggest story, not necessarily the biggest story, but something I thought was a pretty big deal. SBI Soccer was reported an unnamed Eastern Conference team has made a TAM bid for DeAndre Yedlin. Yedlin played 2013 and 2014 in Seattle before moving to England. Last five years he spent in Sunderland, got 94 starts during that time. Alex, DeAndre Yedlin, what does he bring? Is he going to be a good fit in the United States? Uh, I think it would be excellent fit. I understand Cincinnati is the rumor team to, to be in, snooping around. Cincinnati wants to make a big splash. You know, they've been embarrassed the last couple of years. Uh, they got the fan base. You know, when fans come back this year, not we don't know, but uh, Cincinnati's not, they're going to spend some money. They're going to bring some guys in that can produce. DeAndre Allen's playing very well lately in the Premier League, uh, very fast up and down the wing. Uh, his closing speed, if he makes a mistake, the speed makes up for any mistakes he can have. Uh, right-footed, you know, been on the U.S. national team. Uh, I like the I like the move. Cincinnati, he's definitely going to be a good player in MLS. You've, there's definitely there's some really bad right backs in MLS, and he would definitely be towards the top of the league if he came into it. Absolutely, he would. There are four teams that uh, SBI Soccer mentioned as being possible landing spots. The one, of course, we said Cincinnati. They already got uh, Matarita from NYCFC, so they'd be getting two new fullbacks. That could be that. That'll really help your team. That'll give you a boost, a shot in the arm heading into next season. Another possible landing spot was the Columbus Crew. Um, They've been just getting players and he did play in college for Caleb Porter so there is a connection there with the Columbus crew Miami they have no depth at fullback they're playing uh, center backs all over the field because they have too many so it might be a good depth move there for them and another interesting landing spot could be Atlanta because they have a big pile of money and he'd be good on turf his speed on turf he makes a lot of sense Atlanta that's a good nuts uh, if I'm Atlanta I like that I like that rumor a lot a lot of good speculation. It is that time of year, so that that's the one story that I picked up. Right, boom! It's MLS. It's U.S. Men's National Team. If we get a uh, DeAndre Edlin, he's going to be be a star back in this league. Moving on, Kevin Molino looks like it is a done deal. He is going to Columbus. He's thirty years old. He's played for five years for Orlando, um, and then he played the last four seasons, of course, with Minnesota. Nine goals, two assists in twenty twenty. Still got some skill. One of the better years of his career. He had a bit of a resurgence this year. This signing, Kevin Molino, would leave Columbus with Zardes El Ryan Central, Molino on the right, Pedro Santos out on the left. Yes, please, Alex. They got they got Bradley Ray Phillips too, just just for you know little shits and giggles. You no, know, you need you need a bench. <laughs> you know, I mean, just you know, just in case something happened to Zardes, they need a goal late in the game. Right? What what Columbus is doing? They're solidifying. They're making their team deeper. If something injury happens, another COVID situation, blah blah blah. They have the depth not to overtake it. Champions League, you're gonna need you need a deeper roster. You know, we're playing extra games in foreign countries. Maybe we don't know yet, but you know that's the you know in Champions League. I love what they're doing over there. Uh, again, they don't lose anybody really. Uh, they're solid in goal, solid in the back, solid in midfield, up front, veterans, young guys, everything in between. Great young coach, 
right off the bat, Columbus is going to go for it again next year for every trophy that MLS is playing for. Absolutely. He would replace either Luis Diaz or Derek Etienne Jr. on the starting roster, who ha- they both been good at points this season, but I think Luis Diaz is kind of a step down. He's only 22 years old, but he just didn't get it done. He wasn't the presence they wanted. Um, Derek Etienne Jr. played great at bursts. Um, hey, 10 minutes left in the game. Bring Derek Etienne Jr. on. Throw Bradley Brett Phillips in there. You get a shot in the arm. This team is moving the right direction, and it's really funny that two years ago, they were the trash of the league. Now is the team that no one stopped talking about. That's a great move. And one thing about MLS compared to like Mexican teams when you go to Champions League, the lack of depth. Looks like Columbus has an eye on the Champions League uh, uh, going making a deep run too, getting these pieces. I really like the Bradley Phillips deal too also up front. That is a really, you know, he, he's not going to play 30 games, but what he could bring off the bench or in some of these games in Champions League, great move by Columbus. Absolutely. Another rumor, I believe this is a rumor. It's not substantiated yet, but Christian Dyer on Twitter said Diego Fagundes to Austin FC is a I think it's done. Move. I think it's done. Um, it's yeah, been in rumors for a long time. We've, we've thought it was done. Um, and the, the most surprising thing I found about this deal was when I was looking up and, you know, kind of reading on Diego Fagundes. This guy we've known about for 10 years. He's been a 10-year veteran in MLS, 53 goals, 37 assists, 186 MLS starts, all with the New England Revolution. Diego Fagundes is also only 25 years old. Now, the New England Revolution messed this up. They had a star in this kid. He came only, what, 15, 16 years old. Creative, can take guys one-on-one playing on that turf. Uh, lifelong, you know, the whole, his whole career has been in MLS for New England. New England did not capitalize on selling him at his, high, at his highest value. And now they let the contract run out. You basically lost him to nothing to Austin. And a 25 year old guy with that kind of skills in MLS. Again, the last couple of years have not been that good for Diego. Maybe he's battling some injuries. Bruce Serena comes in. Maybe he's not, you know, that that strong on the defensive side of the ball, which Bruce Serena likes sometimes. Kid's creative and he can score. So I think Austin's getting a really good piece. I mean, you know, for an expansion team, you can't go anywhere. You can't go wrong by picking up a 25 year old guy that scored 50 goals in the league and only 25 years old. Yeah, he started when he was 15 years old, made his MLS debut. So 10 years in the league, Diego Fagundes. I, I felt like, oh, who cares? He's 35. No, he's 25. He's 25. I mean, there, was a, there was a time we were thinking he could be on the U.S. Nash team. I think he's also eligible to play for Uruguay. There was uncertainty where he was going to go when he was hot. That was a time for New England to sell. They did. That was pre, you know, lately with MLS is doing selling their younger players for profit. They're going to mess the ball on this, and now they're paying the price. They got nothing for them. Absolutely. Okay, moving on. Some other news and notes from around the league. Brendan Aronson arrived in Red Bull Salzburg. We all saw the pictures with him with Jesse Marsh. He is in good hands, the young U.S. men's national team player in Salzburg with one of the best ever American-born coaches. Now, what he did with Tyler Adams in New York is going to do with Aronson over there in you know, Red Bull, Austria land. He may not start right away, but you see an increase in minutes, League Cup games, games against lower teams in the bottom of the league will get starts. You'll slowly start seeing him integrate him into the lineup. And then eventually, hopefully for the U.S. national team, we see a playmaking type midfielder that can spray the ball all over the field, run to open spaces and finish. And that's what he can do. Absolutely. And I think this is one of those scenarios where it is in Salzburg's best interest to get the best out of Brendan Aronson. It is in Brendan Aronson's best interest to play it at the top level. And it's also in Jesse Marsh's best interest to get his best American on the field every week. So uh, good luck, Brendan and uh, enjoy your trip. I mean, I like high press. They play in Champions League. I mean, what's not to like about this movie? It may not be the, the Chelsea's of the world or Juventus of the world, but if you're going to put a young U.S. American to play an attacking type soccer, you could go no wrong by going with Jesse Marshall over there right now. Absolutely. Also in news, talk about a player on the other end of their career, Luis Robles. Mm. Calling it a career, 
uh, played yeah. for Red Bull for how long was that? Uh, eight years, uh, yeah. six, seven years, seven uh, years. Yeah. New York Red Bull came in 2012 to 2019, played one season in Miami, ended with a broken leg. Before that, he was in Bundesliga in a couple uh, teams I can't pronounce. <laughs> so um, had a great career, thought about retiring, got called up by Red Bull. Um, won a couple supporter shield, three supporter shield to be exact, was captain of that team. And now we say uh, great career, Robles. Uh, congratulations. And always on the verge of U.S. national team. I think he made an appearance in a goal cup and did two good ones. I think a giant stadium. Uh, I would thought he would eventually be a little better for the U.S. national team. But MLS-wise, one of the top five goalies I can recall in MLS you know, since it started. I mean, really, the, what he's done. And, you know, coming in here, and he was like basically an unknown when New York got him. I think he was floating in the second or third division in Germany when they found him. But, uh, and I heard he was, if he, the Rebels didn't pick him up, he was going into real estate. He was retiring. And he ended up playing eight years in New York with three supporter shields into Miami. It sucks that he got a broken leg or arm, whatever it was, against New York City's last game ever. And that's how his career ended. That kind of sucks. But as a Red Bull, class guy, class goalie, definitely top three at all times when he was playing for Rebels and in, in goal for MLS. And, you know, uh, he his jersey is that uh, good for Rebels. His jersey could be retired in Rebel Nation. I absolutely think that is a definite possibility. He is 36 years old. He came pretty late in his career to Red Bull. So, um, you know, great storied career. And, and again, we wish him the best of luck. Now, Rebels need a goalkeeper coach. I'm just saying, you know, what better way to bring a whole... Uh, uh, a fan favorite back in. He knows goalkeeping. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I don't just, see him as, I think he needs a couple of years away. I'm just saying, you know, this is there. He, he's the kind of guy who's going to, give me those gloves. Can't just, <laughs> jump, jump yeah. right in there. Um, a new star has been added to MLS rosters. This time for Charlotte FC, they sign what was called in their press announcement, the Mexican legend, Andre legend. Guardado from Real Batiste. Um, first of all, he's old. He's going to be 35 years old during uh, Charlotte FC's first season. I believe he's 33 right now. Not much of a goal score either. 34 goals and 71 assists in 16 professional seasons. He also had 86 starts for Mexico over the last 10 years. So Andre Guardado for Charlotte FC. Uh, he's a tenacious player. I mean, I don't know what he's got left in the tank when he comes here. He's still maybe got a year or two left, but he's a very Mexican national team. He was he's a spark plug there playing in the middle of the field. He can be defensive. He can go into the offense and tackling me, and he's tough as nails. So I like the sign of a Charlotte. Now, again, a uh, lot of money in Charlotte. I think Tepper's the owner and the same guy who owns the Panthers. So they're, when they come into league, I'm expecting more Inter-Miami and less Nashville. You know, when they walk in, they're going to start making, trying to sign some names, some bigger players. So that's excited to see Charlotte already looking to make some names and making some noise even before it even starting with the, you know, with the, uh, whenever they come into, I don't know, it's 2022, 2023. I don't know the top of my head when they come into the league, but I think they're going to spend some money. I think they're going to be a player early in MLS. All right. And the last rumor was uh, Messi Ozil drama. Um, he had an offer from DC and it looked to be certain. However, it was rejected. He's going to uh, Fibonacci in Turkey. That, yeah, I don't even know if that's going to happen. Every year, I don't mean to cut you off, Bob. You got yeah. these sleazy agents all around the world that leak this crap about players going to MLS or going to China to try to get more money for their present club or try to get out of their contracts. This is another example. Well, you know, the tabloids in England had this story. I think this story was written a year ago, and I think all they did was basically change a couple words and resend it out again a year later. There really wasn't much, according to Stephen Goff, there really wasn't much negotiations going on with this. He's making 300, I think 300K a week in Arsenal. I mean, at Arsenal, I mean, 
how much money of a pay cut and how, where is MLS going to get the money to pay someone that he used to be very good. It's been like two years since he's been a regular on the field. You know, I know he's great for charity. I know he's a great guy. He's donating money to countless charities and hospitals and sick yeah. kids. And he's a great guy in that regard. But DC United looking for a name, it's not going to be Ozil. And I don't think he's even going to Turkey. I don't, I don't see how people are going to pay his wages. I really don't see it. Now, what the player, okay, he's not coming to MLS, but what does this say about DC? What is What about their willingness to spend? They brought in stars in the past. You've seen Wayne Rooney. You saw Iguain. What level player do you think they're going to bring in? Do you think they're going to look and get some young guy from South America, or do you think they're going to go, as this rumor was suggesting, get a name? I think they're going to get a name. It's DC United. still one of the original franchises in the league with all those trophies early on. Uh, they haven't been doing very well, especially in the Ben Olsen era. Now they have a new – first of all, DC United needs a coach. I mean, before you get a before they can start signing any players, I don't care what you know. I don't care what they they need a coach. Whether it's going to be Chris Armis, whether it's going to be the Seattle assistant, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Whether it's Jill Ellis, the ex women's national team coach, whether it's someone in Europe, I don't know. Until DC United signs a coach, I really wouldn't go crazy on any rumors of players signings. I think they need a coach first before they yeah, can do anything. Yeah, it's hard else. to draw a player into a a, a club, a coachless team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I would concentrate more on DC and DC United fans. I would concentrate more on getting a coach first. And it's getting late in the game. You know, March is coming if MLS starts on time. We didn't even talk about collective bargaining agreements and lockouts and renegotiation. Supposedly, MLS wants to start in mid-March, something like that. Uh, you know, COVID fans, nobody knows anything yet. Schedule. So we got a lot of stuff that's still an unknown going on in MLS. But DC United, you got to get a coach in order before you can start signing some players. And it's getting late in the game. They got to do something soon. And I guess this wasn't in the doc, but while we're talking about coaches, last bit of news, Greg Vanny, now the coach of the LA Galaxy time in Toronto, was over. He wanted a new challenge. Well, he's got a challenge, Alex. Listen, he played there. A great player. Done a lot of good things in Toronto. Toronto, remember, he came into MLS, had some problems. Vanny came coach. Solid MLS team. Won a cup. He wants a, he wants a recreation project. Well, you got one. Your first order of business of your LA Galaxy, find a way to get Pavone on the team. I know the negotiations of Boca Juniors, he went back, but now he wants more money. They won't give it to him. Now he's not on any roster. He's in limbo. They're negotiating. They want $10 million. LA Galaxy can't pay that after post-pandemic. They got to get that. If they don't get him, they got to sign a bigger DP player because that's what LA Galaxy is. Chicharito's a disappointment. Will he step up his game this year or more look towards Hollywood and making endorsement deals? Like It seems like he likes you know, the nightlife, blah, blah, blah. LA Galaxy, it's a big reclamation project. Danny, he could do it. What do you do with Toronto? He's going to try to do in LA. He's got a system. Let's see if it could work. Absolute years of being a powerhouse and winning trophies. He is the guy to do it, if, if anyone will, with this uh, LA Galaxy team. Uh, getting cramped over there in LA. They got some noisy neighbors, and those fans are getting uh, hungry. Uh, absolutely. You know, Inter-Miami coaches just resigned. Uh, David Beckham's fingerprints are all over this four times wasn't the coach you know, he thought he was going to leave and he wasn't and now the rumors that david beck was talking to the english national team women's coach gary neville for the job while still paying the to miami coach so you know that's why they parted waves today uh you know patrick vieira rumored to go to toronto possibly that would be a good move i don't know if he's gonna take a yeah. step back to mls from going into the french first division but you know he did pretty good when he's at nycfc uh again Transfer windows open. Rumors are flying everywhere. I'm, we're not going to talk about each one because nine out of ten, it doesn't happen. Red Bulls are linked with a central playing midfielder, a forward from the third or fourth division in England. You know, uh, Seattle's linked with a, a center we're back. Blah blah blah. Know who those guys are? The other exactly, podcasts, they're going to so. know who those guys are. We'll talk about them when so. we see them, and they'll be right here at ID Sports. Alex, any last words? 
No, again, interesting time. Transfer windows open. I uh, hope you get some news. It's good for the league. It's good for us to talk about. Uh, U.S. national team, again, end of the month, under 23s and about 9 or 10, 11 senior guys, including Josie Alta, or surprisingly he's back in the camp, uh, getting ready. It looks like they're playing Serbia. And then a month, so we'll talk about that one as it comes. Thank you for joining us at I-80 Sports. 